episode of Zeno Chat. I'm your host Tyler, and today um, I have—we unfortunately do not have Justin, but my co-host today is Robin. My co-host, me. I have become the Justin. Robin is now the Justin, and we also have Anthony here. Dang! Can't <laughs> even be called the host now. I'll never take over. Zeno oh, Chat oh, is this great. I guess you're co-co-host co- or. Co-co-host. No, you yeah, can't no. be co-host until you play Xeno Gears. Uh, oh, yeah, you yeah. know what? That's 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 valid. Based on my backlog, that means that I'll probably be co-host. Uh, never. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's um, let's go ahead and uh, get started. So, uh, the top the the, the oh, reason... excuse you, not the host. Whoa, Anthony. Whoa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Not even the co-host. He, he's gunning for that role. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we're going to discuss um, a long-treasured game that Robin is very familiar with, and that is El Shaddai. Would you like to expand yep. on that? Uh, yeah, so I mean, we, we wanted to just kind of discuss the, the gameplay mechanics. Um, this is just going to be like a kind of kind of short episode, let y'all know that we're still here and kicking, and we're we're still xenoing on zinesters. Um, so yeah, I mean it it is a game with like really really simple combat. Like there's one button, there's a block button, and there's a jump button, and like that's it. And there are only three weapons, so like it never gets really advanced. But I think because it's a short game, it's like that's that's kind of okay. What what do you guys think? You go ahead. Doc. Um, I mean, it's been, like, over a decade since I've played it, but I remember that, um, I don't think it got too repetitive with those three weapons. And there was also some other moments to break up the combat. Like, there was, like, a motorcycle part, right? There was a motorcycle part, but... Yeah, that's towards the end of the game. I loved that part. That was uh, Yeah, that part was really good. Uh, but, yeah, like, the... There's just, there's not, I mean, there's purifying your weapon, but that's, like, kind of just breaks the combat flow. Like, you, you're doing all your shit, you're flipping around, you're jumping, you're blocking, because, you know, there's a block button. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, wait, gotta stop, hold on, my weapon turned black. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about the whole purify, like, needing to stop and purify every ten seconds. It really did interrupt the uh, the flow of, of combat and the flow of the game. But, um, um. I I do really enjoy like the, the the vast differences in the three core combat styles mm-hmm. um and i also kind of enjoyed the rock paper scissors mechanic that they had going in there um uh, i just kind of wish that it hadn't been from an era of video games where it wasn't clear if i was dealing damage to enemies because that was probably my biggest right. problem with the combat was is that it, I, the enemies become more naked as you do damage to them. What are you talking about? <clears throat> well, some of them yes, but some of them not so much. Like, the bosses, it was much harder. Well, depending on the boss, like I, I know that the the Wula and Fula fights were were kind of hard to tell if you're doing anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that, that was some of my 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 biggest frustrations with that game was just, I just I like being able to confirm that what I'm doing is having an effect. Uh, that's one of the reasons why 
like when like just just as a side note uh old monster hunter games versus new monster hunter games they used to not have numbers so you knew you were hitting it but you didn't know how effective your hits were um and different areas on the monster mm-hmm. you know take different aspects of damage so in you know world and rise they threw in numbers so now i could confirm that indeed i am hitting the monster's weak spot and i could see it quantified so if El Shaddai had done something in a similar light, had just quantified the amount of damage I'm doing, even if it's just like little itty bitty numbers or just like a like or, you know, the the, the spot I'm hitting turns red or something mm. that that would have been a lot better than just be wailing on something ad nauseum without really knowing if what I'm doing is doing anything at all. Again, for the most part, the, the enemies just became more naked. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm more speaking to like the the boss fights of which there is no shortage of there are no, there there is a shortage of them there are not it's a very short game there are not many boss fights <laughs> um this is random but going back to the purifying mechanic it kind of reminds me of uh the one chambara games where as you've um mow through zombies uh your sword gets bloody and dull but in order to do that you have to like flick the blood off um, yeah, it was like a similar idea. Like your your weapon was absorbing too much corruption, and you had to uncorruption it. Yeah, and in those games, they have this. Um, I think a they have a move where you can like attack at the same time as removing blood from your sword, but it doesn't remove as much blood. So I guess if they had like implemented attacks that would have maybe helped purify the weapons, that would have helped. Because that yeah. Yeah, I think that would have been a good idea. Um, Another, strangely enough, I didn't think I'd be making as many Monster Hunter comparisons as I'm I'm about to, but another thing with the purifying weapon thing is that I can relate to that because in Monster Hunter, you have to sharpen your weapon, even if you're using a hammer, which is a blunt object. Hmm. I don't understand why, but yeah. So, um, in El Shaddai... Having to stop and kind of re-up the effectiveness of your weapon isn't foreign to me. My problem with it is is that you usually have to do it while there are enemies on screen, Mm. and you have to hold still while you're doing it, and a lot of times I ate shit because of it. Like, it's... It's really weird because some of the enemies, like, they have very obvious tells that they're about to attack, Mm. and other times... I feel like I get sucker punched. Like it, it was, it was really wild. But I think the f- another thing that would help this this mechanic would be like you, you keep it, but you don't have to do it anywhere near as often. I felt like I was having to stop and purify what every ten, twelve seconds. Like it, it, it was, it was obnoxious. It was like obnoxiously frequent. I think if you yeah. like, doubled the amount of time, mm-hmm. like if you doubled the amount of time between needing to purify, that probably would have alleviated a lot of the frustrations with that system and improved gameplay experience. Of course, there's the the chapter that you play as Armoros, and then you don't even get multiple weapons. You just you just are a punch boy. But you can dance instead of purifying your weapon, and I think that kind of makes up for it. Yes. Dancing is I'd always like good. To know, I would like to know where in the Old Testament they it shows uh, 
them dancing at enemies to defeat them, because that's kind of awesome. <laughs> um, in the same place that it showed that Enoch had some sort of BL relationship with Amaros. Mm. So, you know, the, I think that was the uh, fifth book of Enoch. It kind of, it's kind of a shit, like, like, like dipping into lore just a little bit here. It is, in my opinion, kind of a shame that a lot of this was non-canonized, because uh, it's all so very fascinating. The visuals of what I saw in that game, and the, just, honestly, all of it. Like, the whole game is a fucking trip. Like, I was not expecting it to be as surreal as it was, and it's far and away... One of, if not the most surreal video game I have ever played. And for that alone, I would recommend it to people. It's short, so seven hours, like seven hours of your time, really. And then, like, it's just such a, it's such a, a trip. And it's visually stunning. But, yeah. Um, and, and, and the story is fun, too. Like, I, I really, I forget his name. The guy who wears all black. What's his name? Lucifer? You forgot Lucifer? <laughs> yeah, I did because um, I'm I'm very bad with names. I'm better with I'm more of like a I remember faces better than names kind of guy. But uh, I really enjoyed Lucifer's like one sided phone conversations with God. Like that was like genuinely charming, and I really liked that. Uh, it was also really nice because whenever I heard his voice, it was like a huge sigh of relief for me because I was like, oh, thank God there's a safe point nearby. <laughs> yeah. He's calling, let God know how you're doing. Hey, God. Which... <laughs> me again. <laughs> I, I do always like the, the like telephone as a save mechanic where like you're theoretically calling anyone like in... um. Deadly Premonition, where it's just like, hey, FBI agency, gotta let you know, um, for a week I just lived in a shed and ate jambalaya from the local restaurant. Okay, that's all, bye. Or Parasite Eve, where it's like, hi, there's there's giant mutant rats here. Help me. Bye. Or in Metal Gear Solid, where you call a very specific uh, person, and they're like, hey, so, um, I'm here to just, like, save the game, but you're probably going to chew my ear off of, about something completely irrelevant to what's actually going on. But, it was always a, it was always a fun mechanic. Like, mm -hmm. uh, in Metal Gear Solid 3... Ah, uh, yes. Snake, Movie trivia. conversations with Snake about movies were so fucking good. Like, I didn't see... Like, they had a conversation in there about The Great Escape, and... Mm -hmm. I didn't see that. I hadn't seen that movie yet, but I knew thing when I went to go finally watch that movie. I knew things that were going to happen in that movie because of that conversation, and I was like, "Oh, this is the part where they were talking about." It. I was like, "Oh, there's the there three tunnels, and they have the names." And I was like, "Yes, yes, yeah, this is so cool." It's like it's really weird, like seeing stuff that referenced in a game come to life in like a different way, because hmm. like I wasn't used to that sort of like phenomenon so to speak so it was just it was like neat to me yeah. i don't know yeah so Brad. the other major gameplay component of el shaddai is the platforming oh, oh. Yay. yes i brought this up go ahead 
uh, well, mostly I just wanted to get us back on topic. <laughs> Speaking of tunnels, uh, anyway, platforming. <laughs> um, this tunnel is a way into platform. Exactly. Uh, so El Shaddai, I think the platforming segments in El Shaddai are the game's strongest aspects. Like, strongest parts. I loved the platforming in that game. I And I'm not saying that facetiously or ironically or any other way. I deadass, straight up, loved fucking platforming in that game. Like, I had a lot of fun with it. And it's weird because it's just watching Enoch jump from platform to platform. It shouldn't be anywhere near as fun as it is for me. But usually the background animations, what's going on with, like, the Nephilim or something like that, they're so fucking cute. And, like, just the, the surrealness of it all. Like, it's so imaginative that even though it's not the most challenging platforming, it is so entertaining. And it is such a aesthetically pleasing experience that, like, I would always look forward to more platforming segments. And I am, again, I am not being facetious about this in any way, shape, or form. I really, truly enjoyed them. Yeah, I, I think the visuals were, were good. Um, a thing I will say is that because of the fixed camera angle, uh, it can occasionally be hard, like, for some of the optional uh, jumps to just get more bonus stuff. It's can be hard to, like, figure out where to jump, because it's like, wait, where is my platform? Can I move the camera? No? Okay. <laughs> Time to guess. Let's go, Enoch. Woo, right into the pit. And another thing with the platforming, uh, so, so you, this kind of ties back into, the, well, it does tie back into the weapons. So there are three weapons. There's the arch, which is the stupid bow-looking thing that apparently God uses as a toothpick. Good to know. There's the Gale, which is the distance weapon, where, you know, Enoch can get, like, cool shoes that he then uses to attack. Uh, like, because his cool shoes have, like, little arrows around them, and he, he throws the arrows. I think he also get a backpack in that, I don't remember. And then there's the Veil, which is the, the gauntlets that you can also combine into being a shield. Yeah. Anyway, the, the Arch um, allows, like, it, it allows you to do a longer jump, but because of that, it's, like far and away the best weapon to have especially if you're like having some issues with the platforming and like trying to determine distances in some of the more three-dimensional segments because mm -hmm. that gives you that like extra little bit of opportunity to fix what you did yeah the arch is the um the the the, the, the it's the first one you get it's the sword yeah i was gonna say that one yeah, I remember that one was made platforming a little bit easier. Yeah. But, uh, from a gameplay perspective, like combat, I think the uh, the veil, the, the the punchy ones, were my favorite. I really liked just the satisfying like <laughs> of the whole thing. Those were those punches were very satisfying. Yeah. And they were a shield. Yeah, so that's it's cool. You can be two things. Yeah. The arch can just be an umbrella or a sword. I don't know how it could be an umbrella, but that's the only justification for how it gives you, like, floaty jumps. <laughs> the gale can be cool shoes or lasers. 
liked the gale as a like rhythm weapon almost because it felt like there was a rhythmic pattern to its inputs to do like certain attacks like i it's the case for all of them but i feel like it's the most pronounced with the uh the gale mm-hmm. uh and it it was probably my least favorite weapon like overall but even when i had to use it it was still like kind of cool i think the only reason i wasn't crazy about it is because i always felt naked when i was using it like i felt really open if an enemy got really close to me yeah it was not at all versatile for that mm-hmm. I, I will say that like visually watching the gale is the most interesting like there's the most movement when you're using it mm-hmm. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It is, it is, again, it's one of those, like, like, aesthetically pleasing weapons. The, the whole game is just very aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lore-rich. Enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, it's, it's really weird because, like, this game had almost no budget, and they still made something that was, like, really, really cool. I just wish that, like... I just wish that, like, the game had been able to be fleshed out to what the developers really wanted it to be, and it hadn't, you know, had the problems that it had. Because I really think that it could have been so much more, but what we got, even still, was so satisfying. I guess I'm torn because I feel like obviously I would like it to be longer and be able to incorporate more of the ideas that were in the prequel mangas. But at the same time, as I I started this with, there is like a certain level of repetition and simplicity in Mm -hmm. the gameplay that I don't know if that could survive a longer game. Like if it was twice as long, it would be really like kind of a slog if they didn't add anything. Right. I feel like like if it were longer, they would have also added something more weapons mm-hmm. probably more you know more variants in the gameplay hell maybe even like what we were talking about earlier with like the need to purify less maybe that would have been the case like maybe there would have been like an upgrade that enoch gets or a power up enoch gets where his weapon uh corrupts you know less intensely and he mm-hmm. can go longer periods like or maybe there would have been can you uh sort of like ability unlock progression system kind of like what they have with the old God of War games? I was gonna say, like that. I was gonna say they they don't have like the ability to like. Do you have the ability to level up your weapons and El Shaddai? No, no, there's no leveling up of anything. So they, they could have so added that. To, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly, Tyler. I agree with you. It feels like there should have been, but there wasn't, and I think that's because of how short the game. Yeah, I mean, like, you you can collect orbs, and they supposedly make you more powerful, but you don't really feel that at all, and it was just like, why did I collect these? I mean, I'm gonna, because they're there, but why? I want to know what the feathers do. Or what they sh- were going to do, because I believe they don't do anything. I'd have to double-check, because I, th- I kind of know what you're talking about, but I don't... The, the the big orangey glowy things that were kind of like bonus objectives for some of the platforming segments, or if you happen to find one like in a three D platform. I segment. think those were weren't those the things that heal you. 
I don't know, man. Nothing was clear in that game. I think those heal you. Because that puts more clothes on you, right? Uh, so there's a, so you have like your armor meter, and then you have your like actual health, which um after you've beaten the game once, you can unlock uh, having having a HUD, and then it's clear if you're taking damage or if you're just becoming naked. So no, your health is not your armor. Okay. I did not realize you could uh, unlock a HUD. That's interesting. Yeah, you have to beat the game. I'm not sure if it's on the console version. It's definitely on the on the Steam version. Well, I only played it once. That's probably. I bought you the Steam version. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we going go into some Zeno T now. No, that, that was the entire T. Oh, okay. Well, well, the the T was. I bought the Steam version. He said, "I already own a copy. You can have it back." And I'm like, "Fine. I'm going to give it to Sam then." <laughs> As you can tell, everybody, Tyler is an emotionally abusive friend. Uh, yes, uh, li- literally uh, the worst. Um, I am the worst. I am the worst. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, um, where are we going from here, boys? So we got we got we got the platforming. Um, the the weapons, mm-hmm. how good the motorcycle segment was. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. ten out of ten. Honestly, the whole game could have been that, and I would have been happy. It would have been a very different game. It would have been a very different game. You got that right. Yeah. Um, you know, call me crazy. That motorcycle, that motorcycle segment, kind of reminded me of Final Fantasy VII, like just a little bit. Like, no, I the, see it. The- I see it. Did you play that, that the remake yet, Tyler? Yes. Okay, so like you, you get what I'm saying. You you definitely like see what I was seeing, right? Yeah, it almost. Like, I mean, I, I like the motorcycle thing was in the original too. Like it, it was, but nowhere near as cool as what it was in 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 my opinion. El Shaddai. Like I think El Shaddai did it. Well, El Shaddai was also made later. I know. Well, no, this is what I'm going to say. I think between FF7 original, El Shaddai, and then FF7 remake, I think I like El Shaddai's um, motorcycle segment the best. And I think that's purely because of how just out of left field it was, and how awesome it felt, where it really felt like the game had gone and like and picked up and gone in this completely different direction than what I was expecting it to do. Yeah, I think the, the sorry, continue. No, no, no. I think I think that was the end of my thought. I, I think like the only problem with it is that like the game kind of kind of goes downhill after that just because you're like, "Oh, I'm back to this." Okay. I really like that motorcycle. Can we do that again? No. Okay. Huh. I guess I get to play as Dancy Man. That's nice. Dancy Man. <laughs> yeah, I w- I'll, I'll admit the Dancy Man segment wasn't my favorite, but it was interesting to play as somebody else that has to go in there and save Enoch. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, And then Lisa Feld betrays you. (gasps) Tyler, are you okay, buddy? Yeah. Sorry. Were you you gasping at Lisa Feld's betrayal? Yes, that's why I was gasping. (laughs) Yeah, Lisa Feld just lets Amaro's fall down a pit, and he's just like, I don't care. You're not my friend. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, um, 
I, I also kind of agree with you, though, that the game kind of is a little bit of a, like a slog after the, uh, the motorcycle segment. I, it feels like the motorcycle segment was like the climax of the game, almost. Like, like gameplay-wise, like, everything, it just, that was the coolest part. And, you know, you've got your, you know, I forget what they call it, but, uh, you know, the tapering off after the climax, the, uh... Falling action? Yeah, the falling action. Everything after that is the falling action. Well, I think what's a shame, um, did you read the short story that you get after you beat the game? Absolutely not. Yeah, why did I think you read? Oh. Didn't, but you you definitely read that, right, Tyler? You might have glanced at it. Okay, so as you know, uh, originally, for the final boss, they were going to be like, great, now you have to fight the whole tower, because the whole thing is the life support system. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think that could have been really cool. Like, literally fighting a tower? Yeah, because, yeah, uh... Wow. the entire dungeon that you were in. That's... Yeah. That, that would be cool. But, of course, they ran out of time and budget, so that didn't happen. You could tell, you could tell the the creators' frustration with everything purely from the way that Lucifer addresses you at the end of the game. Like, I felt like it wasn't even Lucifer talking at that point. I feel like it was the devs talking through Lucifer, and it was kind of weird. Because, <laughs> like, I think he said something like, oh, we're out of time, or something like that, and basically just like, oh, budget's gone. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, yep, turns out Samyasov has been dead the whole time. And then they're just like, and then God said, I will never do this again. Bye. <laughs> they're like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, God makes that promise a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why the game does end with a rainbow, because it's God's promise to not... Do... Well, this is part of where, like, El Shaddai's story gets a bit confusing, just because it's like, wait, when is this supposed to have happened relative to the creation of Earth? And then, uh, since you, of course, read the short story, you know that it's before the creation of Earth in the first place. Oh, I knew that, but only because you had told me. Yeah, so it's before Earth... So we're not even on Earth. We're in, like, pre-Earth in the whole game. So, I'm not sure who's making a promise. He, he didn't flood anything, because the whole point was that he's like, if you go get the Grigori... Well, the whole point in the Book of Enoch was he's like, go go f- deal with the Grigori. So, my confusion... Uh, I, I, mean, I might be getting the, the actual apocryphal book in the game mixed up in my head now. But go ahead. So, the thing that confuses me is... If this is pre-Earth, but in the book of Genesis, the first thing that happens is God, in the first seven days, makes he makes the land and the sea and the sky. Yeah. He does all that before he makes man. So, yeah. how... Feels like a little bit like a time paradox. Like, how do we... No, actually, uh, th- this is canonical to, um, I think it's in the third book of Enoch, but I could be wrong. Uh, God had made other er- Earths, or had tried to make other Earths, and they all sucked. 
And also there were times where he's like, I made an earth. Do you like it, angels? And the angels were like, no, it's shit. And he's like, okay, time for you to die, angels. I think it's cool. Yeah, Old Testament God had absolutely no chill. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I like... I like that 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 explanation. Actually, that's that's kind of cool. Um, so basically, Adam wasn't the first human. There were humans. There were prototype humans on previous iterations of Earth where God had been experimenting. I think. That's yeah. Cool. Or that it, again. It's been a while. I can't remember if it was like the other Earth sucked because they didn't have humans, and then he's like, "I put humans on this one, and now it's my favorite." And then the angels were like, "We hate them. Please get rid of them." And he's like, "Hey, guess what? I hate you. Bye, angels." <laughs> now, any other angels have any problems? And suddenly, the angels are like, "No, we think humans are super cool. God, thanks for making them." <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so, Sony, um, I know that you're like you're near the end of your time. I'm, I'm nearing the end of it, but uh, much like El Shaddai, I feel like this episode is going to be on the short side. <laughs> now we're going to talk about the lost child, right? Oh God! Wouldn't you know it? I died. Um, <laughs> I honestly like was thinking about playing it, and I kept thinking about it. I'm like, it's a card game. I don't like deck builders. I don't want to play it. Oh, it's a deck builder. Yeah, hmm. it's like a deck builder dungeon crawler, and I'm like, this oh, this is so not up my alley. You lost me at dungeon crawler. You you lost me at deck builder. I like some. Um, deck I lost builders. me at deck builder too. I'm like, I don't want to build a deck, and also like the connection is just that like. One of the cards you can get is Enoch, and one of them is Lucifer. That's it. There's the connection. Yay, everybody clap. Exactly. I don't know if you can oh, hear me clapping, but I'm clapping. Yeah, okay, I can hear you clapping now. <laughs> but yeah, I can't say anything about it, because I heard Deck Builder, and I'm like, I'm good, thanks. Oh, isn't it kind of wild that for such a short game... This game has so much merch. Uh, I mean, what merch? <laughs> about every single piece of memorabilia from the entire collection that you own, which is a lot. It's only nine figures, one art book, uh, five prequel comics, well, two prequel comics, one of having two volumes, one having three, and two, like, anthologies. There's also a strategy guide that I don't own, and I think maybe another art book that I don't own. And also, of course, the $300 Edwin jeans that I don't own, (laughs) but was tempted to buy from eBay for like $25. (laughs) Your birthday's coming up in October, so I've got a list now. (laughs) $25 Edwin jeans that will just get framed. (laughs) <laughs> be like can you put a note here that says why do I own this <laughs> if you want to send Robin a uh, an El Shaddai related birthday gift you can send it to P.O. Box 69420 at uh, go fuck what? Uh I mean you could certainly try but like no <laughs> well but yeah that's uh 
That's it for the gameplay, I think. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. thorough. Uh, so I think we want to talk about, like, I think I guess next week we'll talk about the characters. Yeah. We can... Yeah, I mean, I think that works. We could we could definitely... Yeah. Uh, okay. I've been I've been chopping at the bit to, to fucking talk about Lucifer. Yeah, we'll have a debate. You forgot Lucifer's name. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I know the guy's face, and I've I, I I'm gonna make a promise to pretend to commit his name to memory. Okay, it's like Lucifer, but then you decided that you had to like change the origin of the name and make it Lucifer, even though that doesn't grammatically work. So but that's like, fine. Lucifer and Lucifer like have anything to do with each other? Like, were they like brothers or some shit? Or Lucifer, like the name doesn't make sense. Luc- Lucifer is is a Latin name, and the ending el is, is a, a Hebrew thing. It the, the name Lucifer doesn't make sense. Wait, are they the same person? <sighs> well, if you read the short story. <laughs> You'd know that the answer is ish. <laughs> Basically. Basically. No shit. Interesting. Uh, I guess, you know, we'll put that on the on the list of future topics. Going yeah, over the short story. Yeah, going over the short story, we'll have a round table discussion. Yeah. And, uh, share our thoughts. Yeah, sounds good. Hopefully Whoa. we can get Justin on the next episode. Yes. But yeah, El Shaddai is definitely my favorite Xeno game. Yeah. Yeah. It even has Elvis from Xenoblade in it. Yeah. Voices Enoch. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know what? That's probably why they're taking forever to announce when the Switch port's going to get released, because they have to redo all of his lines. Yeah. I mean. And he, like, because of, you know, Xenoblade, uh, the DLC for three, he's just been kind of busy. I mean, who could forget the time that he delivered the iconic line, no problem, everything's (laughs) fine. No problem. Everything's fine. That was really good. Yeah, that's that's probably my favorite line in the game. I think it might be mine too. Um, yeah, I honestly, it's Oscar worthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really is. And we'll have an episode uh, discussing the amazing voice actor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think I, I, I really want to just like have a, an episode entirely dedicated to Enoch's dialogue because mm-hmm. it it is incredibly important to I think the lore and to just the overall presentation of the game. Really. I, I, mean, I, I remembered the gameplay thing that I, 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 I we forgot, which is that they only have Ariel as one of the angels you can summon and they forget about the other archangels and that bothered me. Okay. Yeah, that, bothered, that bothered the shit out of me too. I was like, are you going to do anything with the other archangels or no. <laughs> nope. Uh, Gabe, Gabriel, no. Uh, Michael, no. Okay, alright. Uh, chill. <laughs> There's just one? Yeah. Alright. Well, this has been a very good episode. Thank you, guys. Um, Thanks for having me. Yes. Um, well, uh, we probably don't have enough time to go around, but we can always get to that next time. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Thanks yeah. for listening, for joining, and have a a happy April 1st, everyone. Uh, have a good night. Good night. everybody.
save the game? I was because I was thinking that if we did like a, a fake name or something, I was like, El Shaddai Chat, El El Shat, or El Shat, El Shat, the El Shats. But no, I, I think you're right. We call it Xeno Chat, and we just act like that, and then we just proceed to talk about the gameplay of El Shaddai. No problem. Everything's fine. Yes, so uh, you could probably hear that I, I sound like I have a cold. You'll be hearing a lot of snifflies. That's okay. It's alright, your snifflies are adorable, just like the rest of you. Well, also, I feel like my voice sounds rugged and manly like this, so it's all good. It's very seductive. <laughs> hey there, I got a cold. <laughs> Tyler, you wanna hand me a tissue? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Ant? I said, Tyler out here with the adjectives. <laughs> I would I would hope that Tyler knows some adjectives, but anyway, yeah, we can we can. No problem, everything's fine. Yeah, since it's gonna be a short episode and Zencaster's being weird with hours. Zencaster wants money. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. Money, money, money. Okay, good job.